Welcome to the LAPUX podcast, where we feature practical insights on how to lead with authenticity and courage in a changing world. This podcast is part of a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the corporate and nonprofit world who exemplify Christ-centered leadership. These thought leaders influence and contribute to meaningful professional development opportunities that seed our growing list of certificates and digital badges designed by our award-winning team who create world-class learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us today in this journey to innovate and show the world what agile learning can be. Welcome to season two of the LAPUX podcast. My name is Callista Dawson, and I am a senior instructional media designer for LAPU. And today I'm joined once again by our president, Dr. John Reynolds. Thank you so much for being here today. It's always an honor to have you on the show. Callista, thanks for asking me again. It's always good to be asked a second time. So thanks for having me back here. Today, we're kicking off the new year with the new season of the podcast, and we'll be starting a new series that you've come up with, and we'll dive into that right now. So our topic for this series is resilient leaders in a VUCA world. And for this first episode, we're going to be talking about the subject of what a VUCA world is and why resilient leadership is so important. So John, I know that you have a very specific interest in strategic disruption theory, as well as its impact on organizations. Disruption and chaos is certainly relevant as we begin this new year of 2022. So when and how did this interest and research begin for you? Well, that's that's a great question. And it certainly is uh, relevant right now as we go through what we thought was the end of the pandemic and now Omicron, et cetera. So uh, 2022 is going to be a different year. But uh, historically, my background actually is in information technology. And over the last couple of decades, anytime you introduce technology into an organization, there was change and there was chaos and people felt a lot of uncertainty because it was all new, bringing in computerization. So a fair amount of my um, learning was through just practice and experience, bringing and introducing technology into organizations. But in the last several years, I had the opportunity to do some work through um, Harvard on disruption theory with Dr. Christensen and just trying to understand a little bit more the difference between uncertainty and disruption and what does that mean both for people and for organizations going into the future. So I think it's been a long-time interest and certainly it still continues to be relevant. So I'm enjoying reading and writing on it. Yes, and you have been describing the world today in your writings and your seminars and blogs as a VUCA world. So what exactly does VUCA mean? Yeah, that, that, that is really interesting. I mentioned to my son the other day that I was writing on something VUCA and he had no ideas. So VUCA actually is an acronym. The V stands for volatility, the U for uncertainty, the C for complexity, and the A for ambiguities. And each of those terms obviously just means chaos, right? It's, it's just not going to happen. It's actually a word that historically came out in the late 90s. It actually has a military background, came out, uh, was first used in the military schools in um, the uh, United States. And it was a way of describing the world post the traditional war type systems where wars were fought between men and machines and kind of post Cold War, etc. A lot more espionage and other types of warfare. And they said, this is how the world's going to continue. It's going to be changing all the time. And so the, the acronym they actually used was FUCA. 
but basically it's just it's a nice way of describing that we in an unpredictable world and there's a lot of uncertainty going around and so that makes it really hard to do a number of things one and not only live in it but lead in it and actually lead organizations um, successfully as we move forward so um yeah so that's what VUCA is and that's what I'm, I'm writing on right now thank you for sharing that explanation with us john as we begin 2022 what do you see as the leadership lessons learned in the last 24 months and how might this learning influence our leadership into the future? Certainly a lot of lessons um, since March 2020 on how um, leadership has always been complex. Being a leader has always been something that takes courage, but certainly in the last uh, 24 months, every person, and I do believe every person is a leader in one way or the other, every person has been actually stressed um, through what does it mean to live and lead through uncertainty. I think there are some lessons that we have picked up. I think the, the first is that um, we're in a world now of contactless service delivery. Who would have thought about curbside delivery and Grubhub and all these other things you know, two years ago? Uh, it might, might have been something you might have read about in Wired or one of the other magazines, but it certainly wasn't something that was going to be part of my everyday life. Um, very quickly, um, now we've got to pick ups at uh, a local retail store, curbside pickup, contactless delivery. I can't remember when last I actually had a $20 note in my hand because it just doesn't happen anymore. And so I think one thing we learned is that the future is going to be contactless. And so um, that means that uh, people will have different types of roles and jobs and what they do because they won't have to do the actual kind of delivery and so on. I think that also leads to, um, we can have a lot of acceleration in our digital models, how we use digitization and technology in the organizations. Um, we've always said that technology is a, um, a trigger for change, but I think it's no longer a trigger, it's just a reality of how we actually use that. Um, I think we learned that um, you don't just have people working in a physical office and then you have people working at home telecommuting. Now you have people doing all things in all places. And so the idea of hybrid workforce models, I think is going to be something that we've learned. Firstly, it works. And secondly, we're going to continue to do it, I think, for the foreseeable future around that. And probably my greatest learning is that I've had to think about how organizations are measured differently. This leads out of the hybrid conversation. If you don't see all the team or your community or organization every day, you have to think differently. So you have to start thinking about how do you trust people, right? Because you don't see them. How do you empower them? Because you can't, it's not just a case of resourcing. You want to empower and enable them to be successful. And I think we've moved beyond just activity, goals, and how to be active in terms of outcomes, and so to value what the outcomes are. So I think, I think the greatest learning that I've had and what I hear from other leaders is that uh, we have to lead differently. We have to lead with trust. Uh, we have to lead certainly in empowering, enabling people to be successful. And we have to measure things now by outcomes, um, not by the time taken or how busy uh, people are. So I think there's a lot of learnings and probably uh, there'll be a lot of articles in McKinsey and Sloan and HBR for years to come on this. But I think those are the ones that I think are significant in terms of how we um, move into the future and how we lead differently um, the next decade or so. You made me think of a, a little anecdote. Before the pandemic, the Walmart down the street started offering this curbside pickup service. And 
one of my friends told me about it and how easy it is to just order your groceries and go pick them up and never have to get out of the car. And so for those of us with small children, like it made grocery shopping so much easier. Right. And I remember the first time I used it thinking, this is like the best kept secret. Nobody knows about this. I'm always the only one over here picking up my groceries. And then the pandemic hit and to get a time slot for a pickup was like a rapid fire thing. As soon as the slots would open, you'd have to grab one because everybody knows about this now. Yeah, it's changed. I say it really has changed the way we live and how we think um, and, and the pace of how organizations change. I read a case study, I think it was Best Buy, but I'm not absolutely sure, um, who had actually in November um, 2019 had actually decided that curbside pickup and delivery for Best Buy would be a good thing. And they put a task force together and they gave them 12 months to come up with a solution, right? This is in November 2019. Well, we get to February 2020 and all of a sudden everything is shut down. 72 hours later, Best Buy was actually having curbside pickup. So what they had thought would take a year because of the crisis and the urgency, all of a sudden you go into innovative and wasn't perfect, certainly after 72 hours, but it was enough to get it going. And which is really the the fundamental disruption theory. Is it good enough? If you read anything in disruption, you just have to be good enough. You can eventually improve, but to disrupt something totally, you just have to be good enough that people say, okay, I think I'm going to try that and see where we see where we go. Yeah. So it has, it really has changed. And, um, how we not only live and you know, also how we lead in organizations. That is even true of what we're doing here with LAPUX. We're trying something new. It might not be perfect, but it's good enough to get good. the ball rolling. Right. Yeah. 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 You probably can do a lot of reading, but boy, if you listen to this, you're going to learn a lot of things um, really quickly. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So on that note, you have started a blog series, which focuses on the resilient leader in VUCA times. And by the way, thank you so much for making that available to our listeners. Um, but why the focus on resilience for 2022? Yeah, that's, I mean, resilience is not a new term. Resilient leaders has been around a long time and so many books and good research articles written on it. I think with the realization that I came to is that uh, when 2020 was a different year, we were all reacting and we've been proactive and making things all happen. And then when um, vaccinations were announced, everybody thought, okay, well, that's the end, right? Um, we, we, we're on the end, now we can make things happen. And in some ways, I think 2021 was actually a harder year than 2020 because there were so many expectations that we might get back to some form of normality um, in 2021. And so our lives will go back to how they were for the previous, our previous lifetime. Well, that didn't happen. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Normality, what was normal is gone. Um, that's, that's just where it is. And so the issue, if you've been working as a leader um, in terms of being optimistic and being confident and sharing vision and communicating and keeping the balloon full all the time, eventually you get to the point and say, how much longer can I do this, right? Uh, um, I just you know, I just can't go on forever um, being kind of the, you know, the knight in shining armor in terms of coming through. So this idea of um, being resilient has really come back to saying, what does it mean to really being resilient? You know, you know resilience by definition is um, the ability to reform quickly and to bounce back is, I guess, would be another way of doing it. Or um, to recover, you also talk about being resilient is you basically go back to how you were before. And if you think of your kids with you know, some of these jelly kind of things that you play with, they eventually go back to how they were, right? Well, that's not going to be where it is. And so I think the 
what do we need to actually continue into the future in terms of um, leadership is resilience. You know, um, how do we balance back and how do we keep um, all these things going? So in particular, I mean, I've spoken and written on um, disruption and leading that. I think the issue now is to say, how do we do it um, with resilience? What does it mean to be a resilient leader? And is there anything we can learn and that's what I hope the series will actually share with us. Is there anything we can learn that will help us to be resilient over the years to come? Because certainly the chaos and the uncertainty, the ambiguity, the volatility is just not going to go away. So what is your thinking as a thought leader on how practically we can strive to be resilient in these uncertain times? couple of thoughts. The first thing is I kind of played around with the acronym of VUCA. So as I say, the, the traditional is you know, volunt volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And I've spoken a little bit about, I'm um, starting to think about what is a VUCA leader first, just before we talk about resilience. And taking um, the V saying, what does it mean to be a visionary leader in, and be resilient in being visionary? Um, the U, what does it mean to be understood? Because I think Again, as a leader, we're saying messages over and over again, and we're not always, I'm not sure it's always been heard in the same way, then there's shared understanding and meaning. The C, I'm talking about what does it mean to be courageous as a leader, because it's certainly taking courage to continue to stand up in front of an organization and say, this is what we need to do, and stay with me. <laughs> things will be better when things don't seem to be getting better at any time, and just when you think you're getting better, another, another variant comes out, or there's some, something else with it. So that courage to continue, and I think it was um, highlighted even last year with the great resignation or great reshuffle, however you want to do it. A lot of leaders just actually said, I've just, I've just done, I just can't do it anymore. Let me go and take maybe another job. Let me retire early. Let me go and start my own business. But I just don't think I can stand there and have um, darts thrown at me all the time. And so the courage to lead. And then the A is, I think, where the, the world is. We've learned to be agile in the last 24 months. Um, but it's not a one-time deal. Just, agility is not an event. This is going to be a process we're going to have for a long time. So the VUCA leader being visionary, being understood, being courageous, and being agile. And then I'm looking at um, seven skills or competencies that I think would be really important for us uh, moving forward. What I hope to do in the series is take one, part, one podcast at a time and talk about what it means to be thoughtful in our communications, what it means to be, have imperfect decision-making. What we've learned is we can't wait for 100% of the data because we don't have time. Things change all the time. Um, how do we collaborate well? What does it mean to be authentic? Um, what does it mean to take fast risks in, in real time, strategic? And then what do, I think all leaders are learning in uncertain times is to be empathetic to where the organization is. You, know, you can't just, uh, this is not a time to be autocratic or despotic. You've really got to, you've got to be empathetic and understand where folk are. So I think that's where I'd like to see the series go and, and probably just flesh out each of those each time. And so as, as the listeners if, are interested, um, we will talk about each one of those and just what is, for example, what does it take to be a, a visionary leader? We all know leaders have vision, but what does it mean to be visionary in VUCA times? And what kind of resilience do you need to make that happen? So um, that's kind of where I'm thinking practical framework, kind of a, a seven steps, not to heaven, but the seven steps to how to be a resilient leader. Yeah. I think that's a really nice roadmap to follow. And like you said, the, the next installment, we'll start diving deeper into this new definition of VUCA. I can't wait to see which voices we get to hear from throughout the rest of this series. It's, it's going to be an exciting lineup.
I'm sitting excited. And so, again, just to assure you and the listeners, it's not all going to be about me. We're hoping to get some really good, prominent organizational leaders, um, both in the corporate world and the nonprofit, to talk about these their experiences in, the, in these particular topics. So um, we have the frame, and hopefully we'll get the right people to speak. So I'm looking forward to hearing them as well. Yes, it's going to be very exciting. Thank you again, Dr. Reynolds, for being with us today. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We will meet you right back here in two weeks to talk about visionary leadership. Thank you for listening to this episode of the LAPUX podcast. We sincerely hope you enjoyed learning something new today and that you have at least one takeaway to use immediately in your professional life. Please take a few seconds to review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We value your feedback so highly because we're doing this for you. Please also subscribe to this podcast where we will be providing you with leadership training and resources as we hear from more Christian leaders from all over the world. Connect with us on social media so we can journey by learning together. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that we've created for you. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember, We're here to help you become a better you, so check out x.lapu.edu.